up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Atlanta Cask Ale Tasting. One of our favorite festivals. Always a good time here. So many cask ales to get into. And we're going to be talking about, this may surprise you, cask ales and other things, though, Brian. We'll talk other things, too. That's correct. We are surrounded by over 50 different cask beers, everything from low-gravity ESBs and dark miles on up to uh, barley wines and stouts clocking in at over 11%. It's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, what ca- the cask treatment does to the big beers. Uh, in front of us, we have Owen Ogletree, the organizer of the event, Brutopia Events. Right. Thank you for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. We appreciate it, Owen. And if this is your first time listening to the show, Brian got a little excited and got ahead of me there, but I am Tim Dennis. Oh, shoot. Brian that- Hewitt is Brian Hewitt. I am, yes. We've got no Mike Nate controlling the boards for us and Owen Ogletree, Brutopia events, Brutopia Info, Beer Tours, Beer Festivals, just all cool things dealing with beer, right, Owen? Absolutely. Enjoy it. Good stuff. Yeah. Now, this is the 17th yep. Cascal uh-huh. tasting. Right. Okay. All right. And I tell you what, the, this, is the la- this is the first one since uh, I believe the last Cascal tasting was the last event that I did before the uh, pandemic set in right, on us right. there. So, the lockdown. And that was the last ACAT, Atlanta yep. Cascal tasting, correct? Yeah. 21 was totally impossible lockdown. 22, the new variants were showing up and we have so many indoor spaces here for the casket bold month that we decided just to hold off another year. This year has worked out beautiful. Just wait. We'll get back there. So it's a, yeah. it's a good time. That's I'm, We're setting right in the middle of the action. A lot of good people going here. Cascales just lined up and uh, just a really good time. Owen, I think we say this every year when we talk about it, but we know that new people t- tune in all the time and they may not know Cascale. We get a lot of new folks that tune into our show to learn about beer. What is Cascale and what makes it special? Well, in my opinion, Cascale is the best way to really appreciate all the character of a, of a craft beer because it's it's unpasteurized, unfiltered. It's put in a tiny little 10-gallon or 5-gallon uh, special UK barrel uh, with a little bit of residual sugar and, and uh, living yeast. So that when it's, when it's sealed in there, the yeast eats the residual sugar and excretes um, alcohol, flavor components, carbon dioxide mainly, and it, 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 the carbon dioxide has nowhere to go because the cast is sealed, so it just uh, dissolves into the beer and creates a nice soft sparkle. So Cascale is normally served at cellar temperature, which is a nice cool 50 degrees. It's not warm, and it's usually served with a, a light, soft, soft carbonation. It's not flat. So if you hear Cascale is flat and warm, don't believe it. It's not true. If it's done properly, it's got a beautiful character that lets you appreciate all aspects of that beer. That's what... The- it's something we're seeing more Cascales on. We're seeing more bars across the country that are at least putting yeah. in a few. Here in the Atlanta area, we have Brickstore Pub that right. actually has their Cascale bar that features three, I think, at any given four. time, three or four. Four, yeah, so, three four. four. Yeah. And there's been some good stuff like Sierra Nevada, their Pale oh, yeah. Ale. They've had it on yeah. Cask. I think Brian Celebration was, was on there. Celebration on Cask. Monday Gale. night's Drafty Kilt on Cask. And this leads me to a question I want to ask. Unbelievably good. It's a good beer to begin with, the metal winning beer, but yeah. unbelievably good on Cask. Oh, absolutely. So side by side, if somebody that's never had Cask before, what would it? how would the beers be different? If you had the same beer, uh, let's just uh, say 
traffic help, for example, the regular one you get out of a Which bottle or on tap. Scotch so people have a reference point yeah. there. Yeah. And, and then if you had it's off a cask, what what would be the difference that you would notice in that? If you've got a draft, draft kilt, and next to a, a glass of cask draft kilt, yeah. and you take a sip of both, if you're a good beer drinker, you're going to switch that sip all across your palate so you can really appreciate the, the complexity of that beer. You're not just going to gulp it down. If you do that with the with the, with the keg, the draft, your mouth is going to fill full of foam, and, and a whole lot of your sensory input from that will be carbonic acid from the carbon dioxide. I'm not criticizing that. A lot of people like that. If you drink the cask version and swish it around your palate, you're going to taste malt, hops, yeast esters, all of the uh, characteristics of the beer. Every tiny flavor component is going to hit your palate. It's just a much cleaner, better, more natural, historic way to enjoy beer. Okay, so what what's the benefit of having any carbonation at all in that? Is that what was that doing for you in the cask side of things? Because it's considerably less, right? It's a good cask ale will be about 80%, 70 to 80% less carbonated than a draft beer. Okay. Yeah. And you still have that. That's going to deliver some of the aroma compounds just oh, enough yeah, to, yeah. to prevent like a sting on your on your palate, basically. Right. You're not going to get a mouthful of foam, a stomach full of foam. You're going to appreciate the flavors of the beer, the malt and the hops versus all that all that carbon dioxide. Right. And yeah. that's I, I don't know the science of it, but I know that I've had a flat beer and I've yeah. had a cask beer and there's going to be a difference there. Right. You know, you're, you're, you'll get that soft carbonation, yeah. but a flat beer is different. It tastes flat. Yeah. You know, the, all the, the flavor is just flat. It and doesn't. It, and, a, and a well-made cask ale should not be flat. It should have a nice sparkle. When you swirl it in the glass, you should see a little ring of soft bubbles and a little head form. That's when it's done very well and, and perfectly good stuff. Now, we are in America, for those yeah. that aren't aware. If you weren't aware, Owen, we are in America <laughs> here. And uh, cask ales over English ales are very yeah. popular cask ales. We do do it a little bit different here, a lot of our brewers. where We, we do have some classic English styles out there. I've seen a couple ESBs Quite a bit this and year, some yeah. smaller pale L's, but you may find a double imperial banana coconut chocolate milkshake IPA right. stout as well, right? Right, true, yeah. And I, I remember this was back when we were at the old Five Seasons Brew Pub for uh-huh. one of the ACATs, RIP Five Seasons, but... You had a gentleman over from the UK who was you know, a Cascale connoisseur. I believe he worked with Camera, uh, which is the the group in the UK for yeah. for Cascales. But we sat down and started talking with him and uh, just introductions. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. It's that you know, welcome to ACAT. What do you think about? It? And he was silent for a few seconds. Owen. <laughs> yeah. And then right. I don't remember his exact words, but basically it, it, it sounded like his feelings were hurt a little bit seeing what Cascale was over here. <laughs> so now I know that you love the English Cascales, and I'm sure that's what inspired ACAT. What do you think of these new takes that American brewers do on their, when they're given a cask? Well, American brewers have just overwhelming creativity, and you can't stifle that. And they want to put different things in their cask, and they want to tap different flavors, and they want to put high-gravity beers in there. It's not the greatest thing in the world, in my opinion, but it's kind of cool to try that beer with the lower carbonation at a slightly uh, warmer, cold cellar, still cool, nice cellar temperature. It, 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 it lets you really explore that beer better. Um, in my opinion, and I've been... And I've been encouraging the brewers to really give me more classic styles, you know, not not just British styles like bitters and miles, but also American pale ales and and uh, 
and, and IPAs are really good in a cask. You get a nice IPA and throw in a little bag of, of, of dry, fresh hops into the cask and seal it up. That bag of dry hops will give the cask uh, IPA or pale ale, just an, another layer of flavor and complexity that's, that's, that's extremely pleasant. That's indeed. Oh, and I've got your list pulled up here right now. Yep. So, for, for example, we've got from uh, from our friends at Contrast Artisanals, they did a maple brown sugar oatmeal stout. Right. But we also have from Creature Comforts, they have a London Porter on, which I'm sure is yeah. fantastic as a Cascal. Uh, an East Coast IPA from Elsewhere Brewing. Uh, you know, just a lot of good things here. I've got in my glass right now. I'm trying to find the name of it because I missed it, but it's from Terrapin, uh, Terrapin Athens, and it's, you know, an IPA. And, uh, yeah. So I per- That's their depth perception red ale that they, they okay. threw oh. some extra hops in the cask. All right. It turned out really, really well. There's, there's just a huge variety here was going to be my point, that it's it's something that yeah, there's something, uh, for, everybody. There's something for everybody for here. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Can you replicate a cask by hard pouring your regular uh, bottle of beer? Is it close or is it still not even, it's not cl- even close? It's close. I always hard pour my beer and get as much carbon dioxide as I can out of it. I enjoy the beer better. It, I don't get bloated. But it's still not the same as as a beer that's been carbonated by live yeast, all natural process in that cask. Okay, well, you got to get a cask then. Right, you got to do it, man. Yeah. You have to go do to it. go to the brick store. I help them set up that cask bar, and it is amazing. I am a fan. We've been a few times. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Brian's a fanboy. I'm I'm not totally sold on <laughs> cask, but I'll I'll get there and enjoy them. That's for sure. Oh, and thanks for having us, man. Thanks for putting on a great festival. We really appreciate it. Thank you, y'all. We need to take a break, but we're going to be back in just a minute with more Atlanta Cask Ale Tasty. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram next friday is hawaiian shirt day so you know if you want to go ahead and uh wear a hawaiian shirt and jeans now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you missed the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on the podcast part and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to the atlanta cask ale tasting mitch still with us here in the, I was going to say in the studio, but at the festival. At the Mitch, table. How have you been? I've been good. Really yeah, busy. Really uh, good. Of course, right? Yeah. Always always something that needs brewed, right? Yep. <laughs> right? So we were talking just before we came on air here. You're about to celebrate five years at your Atlanta, Georgia, New Realm location, correct? We are. Uh, you know, we actually uh, started in January of 2018. That's when we first opened our doors. We're, we're scheduling some anniversary celebrations at all of our locations uh, in mid to late May. Um, the, the coolest thing about this for me is we are brewing a collaboration beer specifically for this event, and we've got local brewers um, from every one of our locations coming into Virginia Beach to brew that beer with us. So from uh, Atlanta area, we've got Good Word, and we've got service from Savannah, which we don't have a place in Savannah anymore, but uh, you know we still are good friends with Kevin at service. Um, Edmund Zos from Charleston. Oh, nice. Okay. And um, and Smartmouth from Virginia Beach. Okay. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. See, I've got – so my family's from Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. And, and, like, I spent the summers there until I was about 12. Pretty much grew up there, but I haven't been back in years. So I need to get there and see what the beer in the area. And maybe my family. Then maybe check out the family. 
sandwich while you're there. Way, yeah. Yeah. If you can talk to them in between drinks. So with an anniversary coming up, will we be seeing, is it Radagast? That was the very inaugural celebratory triple IPA. Will yeah. that be returning again or... Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. I like that beer. Sure. I like that. Beer. If it does, it'll be draft only. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think I, I don't know Thank how you. it would be now, Mitch, but I think I still have a seven fifty of that <laughs> from the uh, from the grand opening. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah. <laughs> a little vintage Radagast there. So, do you recommend aging it even longer? Uh, well, at this point, it probably wouldn't hurt. Right. right. At this point, just go for it, man. It's just basically it, barley so. wine and or cardboard, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. A little column A, a little column B. So, Mitch, uh, an important question I've been meaning to ask you that I think everybody wants to know, are you working on getting an Atlanta Brewers band together? Uh, off and on. Yeah, okay. I, I would All love right. to do that. I, you know, I, I reached out to a bunch of brewers when we were first starting planning our fifth anniversary just to see if anybody wanted to join in and do something on that day. Right. And, and still I need to work on that. Now that I have okay. a date, I, I'll follow up with people. I don't know. You know, there's so many people that are great musicians, and I'm not a great musician, but I love to play. So yeah. we'll see. Now, you did have one back in California, right? With Stone, you had a little uh, a Brewers band. That seems like a good time. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. band was called the Flocculators. Um, the Flock, of course. Yeah, that's a great name. That, that should be a. Is that a ska band name or a punk name? The Flocculators. It's, it sounds be. like that. Yeah, yeah. We just had fun with it, you know. Good stuff. <laughs> I finally got to visit a Stone location, Mitch. My day job is uh, headquartered in San Diego. Oh, okay. so I went out there, and then uh, it's at. Now this is a great thing. I'll say something about my day job is we were having meetings all day. They were these strategy and planning meetings, and it comes time for the lunch break, and my boss, one of the big VP there says hey i think there's a stone down the road if you want to go try one of their beers at, at lunch and that i'm like you know what that's a great idea i, I will do just that so. was it liberty station you went to uh, it was like a beer garden location oh down, okay. like downtown downtown area? yeah yeah. Okay. yeah so that's just down that's just one block two blocks from our office location. oh nice so nice. it's a good time it's a good time so mitch we got to talk about cascales we're here at the atlanta cascale tasting what is New Realm pouring here today? So we've got an ESB, so kind of a traditional English recipe, except we use American hops in it. And uh, our head brewer, Kevin Zelnio, came up with this beer. Um, it's got Cascade and Amarillo in it, and it's tasting good. Um, it's called um, Yankee Invasion ESB. Yankee so, Invasion. Invasion. Yeah. Okay. So, which is kind of kind of weird given where we are, but uh, <laughs> we were just talking with Owen Ogletree about the Yankee Invasion of Cascales. Yeah. And, and you know the difference the different spin that you may find here than a pub in England on some of them. Yeah. But, uh, but yours is a pretty traditional something you may see. Yeah. In an English pub there. Yeah. So. And that's kind of my jam, you know, with yeah. cask beer. So yeah. Yeah. So Do I got I got to ask though about the Yankee Invasion. I'm reading that it has uh, German. Mandarina Bavaria in it. So did that get swapped up? I mean, I think it might have been thrown in the cask after the fact. Uh, you know what? It, it, yeah, I misspoke when I said it had Amarillo in it. It, it has Cascade and Mandarina in it. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. There you go. Don't you, Brian, call you out right here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, call you no, out that's just good. Right there, this nose, is yes. good radio. This is good radio creating <laughs> uncomfortable moments with your guests. Yes, that's the way to go, Brian. <laughs> I will say this, though. I'm a big fan of the Mandarina Bavaria hop, so now I'm even yeah. more excited to, to get a try because I, yeah. I really like that hop. So. I like it, too. Yeah. I'm yeah. hitting all the ESBs just because I like the style. I'm glad to see there are at least three options here yeah. and there's usually you're lucky to find one yeah. so yeah. good choice yeah yeah thank you so mitch are you looking or have you considered or have you already maybe put cascales in any of your tap rooms so that's a good good question um when we started i bought four beer engines and i was going to have a cast program here in atlanta and we did one cast and it it 
went over like a lead balloon. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just our, the people that are coming into our place just really didn't understand it or want it. And so we kind of mothballed it. Uh, but our brewer in Charleston, they've got a beer engine down there. And uh, we've just started talking about reinvigorating the program and doing it again. And it, will, it won't be major, but, you know, maybe a cask every couple of weeks or something like that. Is there you enough know, it, interest maybe if, like, it was a really hyped special event? Because all the time... I. I think people walking along the Beltline, they're not maybe not going to know what a cask is. But that's right. Bring yeah. all the beer geeks out. Like, hold on, we've got a special cask, and like the one day only type of deal. You know? Yeah, we're just starting to talk in that language, you know, and, and talk about that kind of stuff. And how do we make it work? And how do we get people excited about it? So, right. I, I I hope we can do it. I hope we can pull it off because I love cask beers and love pouring them. So good stuff. And that's I have to I remind our guests before, but Brian's usually good about it. But the Beltline, for those since we are a national radio show, Brian. It's yeah, uh, yes. walking trail around Atlanta, yeah. the, the, and there's a lot of great stuff along the Beltline. You guys are really one of the anchor locations along the Beltline. I guess so. we, you can say yeah. that now, yeah. yeah. You know, um, it was, uh, I mean, it's grown tremendously since we moved in and opened up. So, uh, you know, and I think 85, 90% of our, our customers, guests come in from the Beltline. You know, they walk. Right. Or ride their bike or whatever. You know, hardly anybody drives there. I do. I have to, though, Mitch, because I'm up in the suburbs. Yeah, well, so do I. I. (laughs) But um, with with that, you know, we did talk to Owen on the first segment about some growth Mm -hmm. in Cascale in America. Uh, Brickstore Pub here in the Atlanta area that's had their cast bar. I've seen a few other places across the country. Are you seeing any more? Have you seen any rumblings of Cascale growth? Here in Atlanta, for sure. I mean, you know, Good Word is doing a great job yes. with them. And, yeah. and it, what the brick store pub has done is absolutely marvelous. Um, I'm hoping it kicks it in the butt a little bit and gets people excited about it so we can see more of it. Um, I haven't, you know, other parts of the country, I'm, I'm don't have a big awareness of it. It doesn't mean yeah. it's not there. I'm just not seeing it. And what I'm seeing all around the country is loggers, <laughs> you know, correct, it, which is kind of crazy. But you so. know, interesting saying that though, Mitch, because a few years ago, uh, I've been predicting loggers is the next big thing for like five years now. If I keep predicting yeah. it long enough, then it's then they'll be like, see, sooner or see, later, a stopped you. clock. You know what? But, yeah. Anyway, right, go ahead. Exactly. Go ahead. No, but what I was going to say is, um, I see the thousand foot view of what's going on across the country, and I think we've got a pretty good idea of the broad landscape, but we may not know the pockets. And when we've got a really good logger scene here, I just went on a forum one time. I was like, "What's a logger scene in your area?" And big cities were saying we don't really have much. And yeah. at the time. Georgia or Atlanta Metro, we may have five breweries that focused on these classic lagers and, and such. And I remember someone moving here from California and commenting on like our fruited kettle sours. Yeah. And they're like, we just didn't, you know, we've got a ton of them here, but they weren't out there. So it's interesting moving around that even though you have some that may be popular in general. There's, there are these little pockets that just your local flavor there. Yeah, it's interesting. Every city's different. And I, I remember when I started being here in Atlanta and working here in Atlanta in 2016, I, you know, just the variety of beer styles I thought was really great. And, you know, like coming from San Diego, everything had kind of evolved into IPA and, you know, hoppy beers and things like that. And you couldn't find other styles. It was really hard. You had to really look for them. Right. So I always liked that about Atlanta. But, yeah, I mean, you know, in the recent years, so many good breweries have popped up that are doing a lot. I love it. I'm all about it. Mitch, short time, running fast here today, but we appreciate it. Thanks for sitting down with us. Yeah, thank you. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Cheers. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're going to take us a quick break, but we will be right back. 
of the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get them all. Get them all coming. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates, KZWI, 94.9 FM and 106.3 FM in Sheridan, Wyoming. Catch Beer Guys Radio and KZWI every Saturday at 10 a.m. Now let's get back to the Atlanta Cascale Tasting. Atlanta Cascale Tasting, we have with us right now the Charlie Mears from Magnanimous Brewing, correct? Yes, sir. I practice saying that name, <laughs> Charlie, to make sure. So It's a tough word, Magnanimous. Yeah. It's, yes. We like our syllables. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, you know what? That's kind of cruel because after a few, yeah. there's just no way someone's going to say the name right. In most of our branding, it's uh, we have it kind of phonetically spelled out for everybody. So there you go. It's, it makes it easier. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Now, so I just met Charlie today. Charlie yeah. and I have a lot of mutual friends, and I've had friends that are like, you need to talk to Charlie Mears. And I said, well, then, as soon as I get the chance, I'm going to. Scott Hedin yeah. of Burn Hickory Brewery. We've known Scott since the early days of the brewery. Yeah. Uh, you're with Five uh, Five Points Bottle Shop here, which is yeah. – I love our, our Atlanta area bottle shops. This is in Athens. Yep. And I think the finest bottle shop in the state, yeah. in my opinion. Probably, I mean, just, yeah. It's just really good stuff. We've got good stuff in Atlanta, but i got to give props to Five Points. That's solid stuff. But through a few changes and moves and that, you're now in the Tampa area and one yes. of the owners of Magnanimous Brewing. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. was uh, with Five Points for about four years, then moved down to Tampa to work at Cigar City. Uh, went from Cigar City to Founders Brewing uh, to be the Florida sales guy. Then I went to Cycle to be the sales director. And then after a couple of years, myself and my business partner, Mike Lucasina, who was the head the head brewer at Coppertail Brewing in Tampa, kind of pooled our resources and opened Magnanimous. And we've been open for two years, have two locations. Good stuff. That's, yeah, we were talking the 2020 opening. Nobody yeah. nobody knew when they started planning yeah. that that's what it was going <laughs> yeah. so. Well, according to our governor, we cured COVID in July of twenty twenty. So I think Oh you're fine, fine then. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> well that's yeah, why that's right. Florida yeah. and Georgia, we were yeah. both very big on uh, yeah, let's fine. just keep yeah. going. Yeah. Absolutely so. cured, been cured for years. I'm like, I don't know what you other people are doing with their masks <laughs> and such. We're cured, man. Yeah. That's yeah. I was mentioning earlier to Mitch yeah. Steele about going out in my day job. We uh have an office in San Diego where we do a lot. And of course talking to some of my coworkers through it, they just couldn't believe yeah. we're not masking here. I'm like, nah, we're no. We yeah. haven't no. Like ages, like Cal- it's yeah. California's like don't leave your house for two years. They're like, <laughs> you should throw up. Let's have a barbecue. You know, that's kind of here, so. Yeah, very much so. So we're at the Atlantic Cascale tasting, yes. Charlie, and you have you have on brewing sorth. Sorath, and that's a Czech-style dark lager. Tell me about the beer you got on today. So we, this is the first time we've we've brewed this beer, and um, it's uh, all European ingredients in it. Um, We used, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the... uh, the Hallertau? Yeah. I'm looking at the description. Yeah, yeah, Hallertau, (laughs) Middle middle Brew Hops, Uh, and all, uh, as much uh, German malt as we could get, and we used some Czech malt as well, but uh, I think the beer turned out great six percent um we we were drinking it off the uh off the tank quite a bit while it was lagering so at the brewery so quality control oh, man 100%. Gotta do it. i noticed i looked at your website before we got on this and it's it's on tap there 
How do you like it better? Do you like it on cask better, or do you like it like uh, the more traditional horse so, carb? I'm part and partial to casks in general. Like uh, that Owen, I went with uh, Owen Ogletree, who throws the festival here, uh, uh, in 2010 to London and fell in love with that whole scene over there. So um, that's why I, I've ended up coming to Atlanta a lot more in the last year than I thought I was going to because I just go to the brick store and just drink whatever they have on the beer engines there. Oh, yes. So, yeah. But, you know, it's two different experiences, obviously, with the, the more carbonation uh, that we have at the brewery. This turned, we didn't know exactly how this would turn out because we don't do a lot of Perkins. And it turned out great. And I've drank an okay amount of it today. Okay amount. <laughs> no, it was totally gone before the fest started yeah. from all the quality control. So, so much. Know, something I want to throw out real quick that we didn't mention when Owen was on with us earlier. But you talked about going to London with him. If you Google Britopia events, Owen runs a lot of beer yeah. tours. He goes to England. He goes to South Belgium, Africa, South Africa, yeah. Italy. So if you're interested in doing a beer tour, check out Brutopia events. See what he's got coming up because it's yeah. going to be awesome. So yeah. they're, they're tremendous. I'm, I'm jealous of Owen, to yeah. be honest with you. So. so you're such a big fan of casks. Are you doing them at Magnanimous? Are you planning on possibly doing them? We're looking into doing more of them um production constraints have kind of we haven't been able to do as much as uh the ex- exploring different um avenues on on things like that because um, you know juice lord's like our number one beer and we didn't expect it to take off as quickly as it did and so that kind of we have to make a lot of that so we haven't got to do much experimental stuff but i think within this year we should be able to do more with that well maybe juice lord needs to be on cask too <laughs> we, we could try it <laughs> At yeah. Brickstore, right? Yeah. That would be, uh, you know what? And I do spend a fair amount of my time when I go to the Brickstore. I'd say two out of the last three times I've been there, I was sitting at the cast car. Yeah. I really enjoy that, too. Oh, it's tremendous. Yeah. It's but, yeah, man, send, send up a – let's see how it is. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm the one – I'm the holdout on falling in love with cast yeah. <laughs> Give me my carbonated beers. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love this festival. You know, there's – one thing cool with this festival is the people that enjoy cast are pretty serious about beer, yeah. which applies to me, Brian, because we found out on Twitter this week that we're not serious we're, about we're beer. We're definitely not according serious According to one of our followers. <laughs> oh, good. So, yeah. but, you know – it's a, and I still have a good time, Charlie. At like the your, for lack of a better term, run of the mill festival where there's a good percentage of people. Yeah. They're just there to drink as much as they can. But you come to a festival like this, these are people that they're beer people, you yeah. know. So it's a really good group, really cool people to hang out with and nerd out with yeah. while drinking some really nice beer. So always a good time. I definitely would like to have some of these in a proper pint, though. Yeah. Like the tasting is great. Like I've tasted yeah. it. I want, can I get an actual pour yeah. of it now? But well, you just go bull rush with a pint over there. Just go over so You know, it's true. I'm yeah. like, they, it's just shock and awe. You put it in there, just slam it. And they're like, what's yeah. happening? What's happening? You're That'd like, be it. you'd have your pint before they knew what to do. Yeah, yeah, just dumbfounded. So. And if you if you go to different sides, I bet you can get two to three pints before you get thrown out of here. Probably, so, yeah. 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 So Charlie, if we come down to Florida and we visit Magnanimous, what what uh, what's the vibe there, man? What what are you feeling? Um, so Tampa, right? I think Tampa is one of the better beer cities in the country. We we're lucky enough to where like in just our little neighborhood, we have you know probably three or four world class breweries, um, and we you know hopefully we're one of them. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's you know, Tampa's definitely a very big beer town, and uh, a lot of that is due to Cigar City kind of opening the door for all. Like right. pretty much any 
good brewery in Tampa. Somebody worked at Cigar City before they opened their own, which happened with me, happened with, uh, you know, Angry Chair, all the all the heavy hitters down there. So, We've said that here. It's Sweetwater, of yeah. course, in Georgia. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I think Spike did his time at Sweetwater and then opened Terrapin. So Terrapin's another one. Sweetwater right. and Terrapin, so many of the brewers here now have done yeah. done time at one of those two breweries. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, cool. it, it's like a primary school for brewers or something like that. You kind of got to go through that, graduate yeah. from – Get your degree from Sweetwater or Terrapin and move on to whatever it is you want to do, right? Yeah. You know, one cool thing with brewing, too, is I know brewers that were – I know breweries that will hire brewers where they come in already saying they want to open their own brewery. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. You know, well, yeah, come here. Work with us. You know, come and uh, we'll support you. Inner Voice. Yeah. Inner yeah. Voice Brewing that opened down in Decatur, not far from Brick's Thorpe, Paul, yeah. who we're talking about. Uh, they worked with the guys at Variant. Variant. And, you know, the plans yeah. were there. And now we've got two great breweries. Yeah. Indeed. So. Well, the nice thing about that is if somebody comes in saying, I want to open a brewery, I'm very serious about very motivated, you know they're going to do good work while they're with you because they're going to be trying to do the best they possibly can in preparation of, well, potentially being your competition down the road. But while they're there for you, they're going to do great things, and you'll probably do great things with them. 100%. And it always takes a little bit longer to open a brewery than you you anticipate. True. You get them them to stay there a little bit longer than you thought anyway. Yeah. That's what what we, you know, it used to be our tradition that at this event, we would talk to... a few of the breweries in planning. Yeah. Maybe a sign of the times here. This year, I don't think we have anybody here that's a brewery in planning this year. And, uh, you know, we've talked to them that they very confidently are talking about we'll be open in six months. Yeah. And from, we don't know the industry ourselves, but we do talk to a lot of people and we knew yeah. there's just no way. And they're oh. like, I don't want to burst your bubble here. Yeah. The so. average is at least add at least 100% onto your estimate time. Oh, yeah. I'm like every every time. It's almost without almost on the head every time. Like you think six months, it's going to be a year. Oh, you think, you know, three months, six months and, and, and so on. And yeah. some people it's been like, well, we're going to be opening next year two or three years later before they get out to it. Business math, business math. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us. Charlie Mears, Magnanimous Brewing. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take another break, but we will be right back. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram back off man i'm a scientist now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons get some cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's get back to the atlanta cascale tasting but you know what before we get right into it shout out to john carter the patreon supporter we we met him here thank for the john. first time yes thank you did. yeah thanks john much yeah. appreciated man good to see you i was slightly distracted and i i hope i didn't seem rude john no i was, I was busy trying to set stuff up and was it's a little loud in here so yeah. yeah yeah but thank you sir thank you very much and right now on the show with us we have joseph cortez the executive director of the georgia craft brewers guild joseph how you doing i'm doing great good to see you guys good man good and we have steve hamburg our old friend hamburg Right. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome yes. back. So uh, here all the way from the UK. No, I'm from Chicago. I see. <laughs> I thought you were from the UK. So Owen just came up and said, hey, and pointed over. I'm like, we talked to you at 2017, and um, but I had some facts wrong. That's okay. Right, so. I do cast mark. I represent 
broadcast mark in the United States. Okay. All right. Well, so I UK t- program. I tell you what. How are I'm always interested. We were talking about this earlier about Cascales seeing some growth across the U.S. and of course Brick Store Pub here in uh, in Atlanta area. Uh, how's it looking in Chicago? How's this Cascale life in Chicago? Uh, not not really that exciting. Okay. Okay. Um, I I have to say that it's really exciting what's happening here. Um, I've said this for 30 years. Cascale is the next great thing. That's and it. Ain't saying it long it's still ain't happening. Yes. Yes. And, um, We've seen so many things change over the years. Probably seen with your members in Georgia Brewers. Uh, there's excitement, but then there's execution. Right. So people want right. to do it. People are attracted by the hand pumps and how cool it looks. But then they realize you know, you have to brew the beer, brew the beer and handle the beer and serve it is a different story. And, yeah. and consumers will go for it if it's good. So you know. it's it's tough to get it to move the way you need it to with Cascale because it's not going to sit around that. And Joseph, with you, so this is your first ACAT ever? It is. Okay. Barely missed the last one. Now, what is your experience with Cascale prior to this event today? Beyond our members, you know, like uh, like you were saying, um, our as Mr. Hamburg was saying, our, our members that you know occasionally have it, and the economics are tough, as you were explaining. So um, it's limited. So I, I will often get to sample it if some of our members have have a cast, uh, and some do more regularly. You probably know, you probably talked about today some of the folks in Georgia who it's kind of a staple of theirs, you know, to have a cast. Um, but yeah, not not a whole lot of experience on my end. This is probably in one sitting, this much cast. Yeah. Uh, ale as I've had. I mean, you know, Classic City. Uh, I did attend the last Classic City Brewfest, and of course, they've got a lot of casks up there when they were still doing that one. So, yeah. I think that's the same for me, Joseph. I don't seek out cask ale, but I always have a lot when we're here. And when I go to Brick Store, I do try what they've got on. You know, I want to see. And yes, I've Brick enjoyed Store. it. I've enjoyed it, but give me good old carbonation. I'm a carbonation head. Has it changed your thoughts having had as many of these as you've had? If you've had a chance to get around, I know you've been working a table I've as had, well. I've had a little bit. I mean, I I've been a fan of cask, uh, especially you know, I'm a fan of uh, of English bitter and you know, English mild beer. So uh, which often I believe are it's not my my expertise necessarily, but I feel they like they lend themselves well. They lend cask. themselves well yeah. to casks, right? And that kind of tradition, uh, that British tradition. So yeah. Cool, Steve. What is what is being done or can be done to spread the love there? I think the most important thing, and we're always working on this, it, it's about brewers have enthusiasm for. This is something that, Cascale is something that won't work until consumers want it because there's a reason to want it. And uh, Cascale, you got to think about it. Cascale is a tradition in the UK. How, as a, and it's a form of dispense. It's not a particular type of beer, just a form of dispensing draft beer. In Brit, in Great Britain, this is the home of Cascale. What do you think the percentage of draft beer is on cask? 
draft beer on cask in the UK. I'm not even sure I understand that the like question. Like seventy percent, I would assume, or more. No, is it it's not? 40. Yeah, it's like fifteen percent. Is it really only fifteen? Okay. Because you always see, I see the pictures of social media. It's always the beautiful uh, oh, the, yeah. the beer engines and all that, and the wonderful pours and it's everything. It's actually grown, but the average person who goes to a pub in the UK drinks like standard draft carbonated beers like we have, or bottled beers that we have. So it's really a niche market. I had no idea. And that's the, that's part of the issue. Wow. And so to sell it here, I've been saying this for many years, that Cascale, if craft beer is a niche market, that Cascale is a niche of a niche of a niche. Yeah, right. And to drive interest in it, I mean, you have to sell good things. What I'm always fighting to do, and, you know, I, I love coming to these fests, but Brewers of Alert, Cask Ale is, A, not warm. It's cellar temperature, so it okay. should be nice and cool, 50, 50, or low 50s. People tell me 50 is warm. I go, step outside in a T-shirt and shorts on a 50-degree day and tell me it's warm. Right. So it's cool. Yeah. Then the other is it's carbonated. Not flat. Nobody likes flat beer. Correct. Even yes. in Britain, you don't like flat yeah. beer. We think it is. And uh, it's not, cl- it shouldn't be cloudy, particularly by style. So if you're in the UK, if someone gave you a beer and it had haze in it, if it was a, a classic bitter or a mild, it's hazy, they'll send it back. They think it's, they think it's infected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of it is because these are live beers that have yeast and suspension. That's what makes the beer great is the fresh flavors and the fact that these beers were just completing its fermentation so they're they're beers as fresh as you can get them right but they still have to be sort of finished what i've found in my experience when you're doing cask condition ale there's a process handling the beer so a the brewers have to give you a beer that's going to work well in a cask second that the person who handles a cask has to know what they're doing to get the best flavors out of the cask. So, you know, you can't just, it's not like you fill up a, by the way, you fill up a keg, any brewer fills a keg, you're still up to people at the bar know how to handle it. Do it. The same thing holds with cask, just a few extra steps. Right. And it ain't rocket science. Right. So right. you have to know, but I, I've told people for years, if a, if a brewer gives me a beer that's not ready to serve, that's a tough thing at a festival. A lot of beers aren't ready. So cask ale, yeah. We always say cask conditioned ale completes its secondary fermentation in the cask. Yeah. And too many beers I've had, having handled festivals like a cat, yeah, is they're just starting secondary. Not ready. Yet. They ain't ready yet. before oh, their time. Okay. Yeah. So Joseph, um, outside of cask ale growth and that, which I think it's interesting. I love watching this. Uh, Georgia, we commented earlier that it had become a trend for us at these festivals to talk to a few breweries in planning, and I don't think there's anyone here today that's a brewery in planning. Do you know, am I incorrect with that? I didn't see anybody on the That's list. What I thought. But yeah. I did see a couple okay. of breweries in planning uh, that are here. Here, okay. Okay. Kinda, you know, we just didn't around. run into them there. So, yeah, so, how's Georgia Beer looking right now? What is, uh, what do we got going on here, man? Yeah, so, I mean, just in the past year, 
certainly the past two years, certainly the past five years, uh, there's been a lot of growth. Um, you know, y- y'all will recall you were kind of at ground zero in 2017, uh, Senate Bill 85, which, of course, allowed our breweries for the first time ever to sell their, you know, pints of beer directly to consumers in the tap rooms. So we've seen a lot of growth in the past five. It's, that's, I guess that's six years, 2017, yeah. almost six years ago now. Yep. Um, we saw kind of that coming out of COVID boom. A lot of folks were opening up somehow, you know, towards the tail end of COVID. So uh, we probably had 20 to 30 plus breweries open across the state, if not more in the past year and a half right. alone. Um, of course, I think the overarching issue for us that we're working on now is that it's still a very, very tough place, Georgia, that is, tough state to do business for breweries. Um, you know, there's this, there's this distinction that a lot of folks, policymakers, like to talk about. Georgia's the number one state to do business. It's the, one of the worst states to do business still for breweries. So we're looking at yeah. some changes this year and um, some legislative action. So we, we the time always runs fast for us, Joseph. It does. Can you share a couple of things that are on the docket uh, for what we're going for? We're going to go after the Daily Limit again. We're going to go after our breweries being able to donate directly to charitable organizations. And the big one is we are looking at some reform to self-distribution. Well, that is a big wow. one. That is good stuff. Huge. Awesome. I can tell you, I was just at the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild meeting on Tuesday. A lot of these are the same issues. So, I mean, it's great. Everybody's to fighting those Everyone's fights, Everyone's fighting right? those fights. Yeah. So, good, good for stuff. you, Joseph. So, guys, again, out of time. Runs fast. Joseph, Steve, thank you both so much for joining us. Joseph, we'll talk more. I'm sure there's a lot more thank going you. on you yep. and I can we'll chat about. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. We thank you so much for tuning in. Join us next week. More beer talk. More beer talk. For more craft beer info, follow us online throughout the week. We're Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.